Hello everyone, and welcome back to Chronic Pain and Paranoia. Welcome back! It's us! Our chosen word for this week was local. Mm-hmm. So we have some fun cases to share with you. Um, Emily, yes. how would you rate your pain today? Today, I feel like a Grimer, the Pokemon. I shared this with Emily early. Well, I shared this with Emily earlier this week. But I feel like a Grimer that's just like vibing, going through life, and it's just like sludging his way along. Mm. That's how I feel. Um, what kind of creature is that exactly? Because I know some of them are vaguely based off of animals, kind of. It's based off a pile of mud. Muck. Oh. There's a evolution, and that's it's called very muck. Funny. So it's just like a little moving mud mountain. Yeah. All right. I can get behind that. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Perfect. Um, for me, I have felt like hot garbage this week. I've been texting you a lot. Being like, have you felt this before? And you're like, yeah. Yeah. It's been one of those. Um, I've been watching the show The Last of Us. I mm-hmm. highly recommend. Um, if you're listening to this, you'll probably like The Last of Us as well, just by nature. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a bloater which is a type of infected, Mm -hmm. but instead of, like, the um, mushrooms coming out of my head, it's coming out of, like, my uterus area. Yeah, just right out of your belly button area. And I'm just, like, super bloated, and I'm not one that chases you around. I'm just laying there. I can see you just laying there with your arm out. And, like, like waiting. (laughs) I just feel gross. Like, we all need a hot bath. Yeah, and, like, I'm in a lot of pain. Mm Mm-hmm mm-hmm like should we give them number scales this week yeah i am sitting at hmm on a scale of one to ten emily how bad is your pain honestly i'm at a 7.5 more like an eight but to be modest a 7.5 i'm at an eight it fluctuates i can still like move around though so sometimes it's a six sometimes it's an eight I currently, completely agree. Currently, like, a 7, but my high in the past couple days was, like, a 9. Literally saying, like, to a T, that is how I've been feeling this week. Like, there's really bad moments. There's some that I'm not so bad and I can walk around. I showered today. Nice. And I did my makeup and I didn't want to die. I fixed my hair. It's so all flat now. And my eyeliner's all, like, rubbed off, but it's fine. It's Okay. Anyways, we should get started. Yeah, that's like the most we've talked about pain on here. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's get going. This podcast contains sensitive material such as violence, murder, paranormal activity, and other adult topics, so listener discretion is advised. While we do research all of our episodes, we are just two Emily's with a microphone and a passion for all things spooky. Take it with a grain of salt. All of our sources will be linked in the show notes. Probably not. I'm sorry. <laughs> If you want them, please ask us. Thank you. Okay, Emily. Okay. So, I'm actually going to talk about a pretty well-known case, especially for where we're from. Um, and this was actually a listener request via a poll on instagram mm-hmm. it's from my cousin kaylee thank you kaylee for thank listening. you kaylee she's a fellow um 
um, chronic pain friend. Yay! So her support means a lot, and I love her. So this is the Jody Aries slash Travis Alexander case. Yes. It's very well known um, where we're from. I think most of our listeners are from around these parts, so I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, because of the nature of this case, I'm not going to go into super nitty-gritty detail out of respect for the victim and their families and also because this was a sensationalized case Mm -hmm. I don't want to overdo it like how I I'm not gonna go into as much detail as I do with other cases just out of respect yeah and I think because partly it literally hits close to home uh yeah do you know the neighborhood that this happened vaguely I know it's literally in our city emily and like close it's one block down i could take really? you to the house right now because morgan said like she it was like a neighboring ward to her i think but like really close i'm like i know people it's that are block from where we're sitting i know the people that were involved not not like personally but like yeah, i know people you know, who know of them because yeah i was like when did this happen like 2009 um 2008 do that i would have been nine so but the trial happened for a while and everything yeah it took a while it took a couple years and it was essentially like people were following the trial very closely it was one of those cases so that's also why i want to be sensitive yeah but we still want to spread awareness about this sort of thing so we're talking about it Mm -hmm. anywho I'm going to be very direct with this. There's not going to be any beating around the bush. Peace and love. That's fine. On June 4th, 2008, Jody Aries butchered her ex-boyfriend, Travis Alexander, just after they had been intimate. Um, His body was found days later with 27 stab wounds and a gunshot to the head, as well as his throat being slit ear to ear. Off the bat, tremendous overkill. Um, um, also for your information, I'm not staying silent. I'm shaking my head in disgust. Yeah. At Jodi Arias. Yeah. She's disgusting. She is disgusting. The worst type of person. I have zero sense of respect for this woman and I never will. No. Thank you. She can rot. When Travis Alexander first met Jodi Arias, he thought he met the love of his life. Instead, he met his killer. Less than two years later, Arias stabbed him at least two dozen times in the shower and shot him in the head. How did things go so wrong? Mm-hmm. So, in uh, Jody Aries' trial for murder that captivated the nation, she claimed that Alexander had abused her and she had been forced to kill him in self-defense. But Alexander's friends told a different story, alleging that Aries had developed a deep obsession with Alexander, even eavesdropping on him and going through his emails. Mm. Stalker. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, disturbing crime scene photos that Aries took of Alexander before and after murdering him would lead a jury to convict her in 2013. But what led to jo- Jody Aries' murder of Travis Alexander on June 4th, 2008? How this happened? Mm-hmm. So, he was born on July 28th, 1977, and he had a difficult early life. 
Um, he and his six siblings had parents who were addicted to drugs, and they suffered physical abuse at the hands of their mother. When Alexander was 10, he and his siblings went to live with her grandmother, but by the time he reached adulthood, Alexander had built a stable life for himself. He converted to Mormonism, not the correct term, but and then he found a job as a salesman with prepaid legal services. And it was a company, it was at a company convention in Las Vegas in September 2006 that he met Jody Aries for the first time. That adds up more. Yuck. Emily's gonna be mad this whole episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, according to ABC, it was love at first sight. Um, they had... Hold on. That same day that they met, they stayed up until 4 a.m. talking, and Alexander gushed his friends the next morning that he had found his wife. Like, he was very much fell in love. Um, he said, I was intrigued by her to... I went from intrigued by her, to interested in her, to caring about her deeply, to realizing how lucky I would be to have her a part of my life forever. He told this to a friend after they started dating. Mm -hmm. She's amazing. It is not hard to see that whoever scores Jody, whether it be me or someone else, is gonna have win the wife lotto. <laughs> so he liked her a lot. Um, she lived in Palm Desert, California, and he lived in Mesa, Arizona, and their relationship seemed really strong at the start. The couple traveled through the Southwest together, and she even converted his religion after just a couple months of dating, but cracks soon appeared. Um, Travis, Travis's joy at the meeting with Jody was tempered by guilt he was having premarital sex with her, which is against the religion. Mm -hmm. So he felt very guilty about this. Um, many of his friends began to think that she had an unhealthy obsession with him. And they said she even eavesdropped on his conversations, looked through his emails and social media accounts, and even forwarded emails between Alexander and other women to herself. Ew. This is a quote. I started seeing things that were just disturbing. I said, Travis, I'm afraid we're going to find you chopped up in her freezer. This is from one of his friends. Um, from very early on, she was completely obsessed with him. Another quote from this friend. Mm -hmm. um, although Alexander insisted that Jody Arias was a good person and that he really liked her, he eventually decided to end things. Um, he felt too guilty about the premarital intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, but even after breaking up, they kept seeing each other, and it's believed that their physical relationship continued. Yeah. Um, so this made her obsession with Travis even worse. He had started seeing other women, and he told his friends that, like, she slashed his tires, hacked into his Facebook, and harassed the women that he was going on dates with. Mm -hmm. Sometimes she even snuck into his house. Ew, yeah. Didn't she go in through the dog door? Yeah, something crazy like that. Like, she would go in through the dog door and would, like, look through all of his stuff. And Clearly, she has issues. Clearly, like, she has issues. I remember someone saying they could, like, see her through the blinds outside. Gross. Ugh. It's terrifying that this happened so close to us. Yeah. 
Yeah. Sometimes Travis would be angry. Shanna Hogan, who wrote The Perfect Picture, said... I think it's a book about Jodi Arias. Anyway. Um, and other times he would jump into bed right with her and they would have intimacy. Their relationship had become increasingly toxic. And texts and emails between the two of them in 2008 um, suggested that they had a huge fight. Um, Travis even called her a psychopath, which valid <laughs> and he even told his friends quote don't be surprised if you find me dead one day yikes yeah so on june 9th 2008 travis alexander's friends had started getting worried they hadn't heard from him for five days which is especially unusual unusual because they were trying to coordinate activities for an upcoming trip to cancun a small group of them went to his house there. They found Alexander's crumpled, bloody body in a shower. That would be so horrific. Yeah. The 30-year-old had been shot in the head, stabbed 29, 27 times, and had his throat cut. Investigators also found long brown hairs on his body and on the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, same length and color as Jody's. A digital mm-hmm. camera in the washing machine and a bloody handprint on the wall. As well as, I think, a bloody footprint. Probably. Yeah. So, as they started to investigate, his friend just urged them to take a look at Jody Aries. They said she's a stalker. She was an ex-girlfriend that wouldn't leave Travis alone. Mm-hmm. Which is valid. Very true. Aries, for her part, initially denied being at Alexander's house. People reported that she even told investigators that she hadn't seen Alexander for two months, but investigators were able to extract extract photos from the waterlogged camera they found, and the images revealed a very different story. Well, didn't they also, like, track where she was? Are you going to get into that at all? Investigators found timestamp photos from June 4th that showed Alexander and Aries in bed and then showed him bleeding from the floor. Um, finally, Jody Aries admitted that she had been with Travis Alexander that night, but she swore to the police that it hadn't been her who killed them. I forgot she changed her story like 20 times. Literally. So, as Emily mentioned just a little bit ago, um... She was supposed to be on her way to meet another boy in Utah. Mm -hmm. And she said, like, I didn't stop there. I was on the road. But she had a rental car. And miles don't lie. So they were like... (laughs) Well, also, like, her phone or something was turned off for a certain amount of miles. And they had receipts from, like, gas stations. These pictures are time stamped. Mm -hmm. They're like, you realize that pictures have time stamps, right? And she was like... You realize throwing a camera into the washer is not going to get rid of evidence. She's stupid. She's so dumb. What a dummy. I will slander murderers for my whole entire life. And that's what we're doing here. It's what you deserve. (laughs) Yeah. When confronted with the photos of Travis Alexander in the shower, Jody Aries offered an explanation. She admitted to the police that she had driven to Alexander's house on June 4th, but she claimed that two masked intruders appeared... And murdered him. And she, like, miraculously got out on She got away. 
So she claimed that the intruders threatened to kill her family if she told anyone, but the investigators did not buy it and charged Jodi Aries with first-degree murder. Yeah, because she also was, like, claiming that she had to, like, climb up on the closet to get the gun or whatever. It was so weird. But it was, like, the dinkiest looking shelf you've ever seen. Like, it would have collapsed if she took one step. Literally, yeah. So, she's just dumb. And also, the nature of the murder, he was stabbed 27 times. His throat was slit from ear to ear and shot in the head. That is so much overkill, which... Rage. Rage, which means... They were killed by someone they knew. Mm-hmm. It was not two intruders. And also, there was no evidence of two other people being there. Also, why would they leave Jody alive? Like, it that wouldn't make, make sense. any yeah. sense. Like, just get like, out, dummy. <laughs> literally just BS. Like, whatever. At the trial, the prosecution offered even more proof that Jody Aries had killed Travis Alexander, according to the people... They explained that Aries and Alexander's DNA had been found in the bloody handprint on the wall. And that Alexander had been killed with the same type of gun that had recently gone missing from Aries' grandparents' house. They built a case based on jealousy. Alexander said that Alexander, they said, had invited Aries to go to Cancun with him and then withdrawn the invitation. When she found out that he had invited another woman instead, the prosecution suggested that she had flown into a jealous rage and murdered him. Which is crazy because I don't even think they were dating. I they think weren't. she was just a friend. They literally had been broken up. Well, no, the girl he had invited, they were just friends, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, yeah, he wasn't seriously dating anyone else. And he wasn't dating her either. There was no reason for her to be jealous. Like, get out. Get out of life, literally. Well, now she can't. Boo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Jody Aries and her lawyers had an entirely different story. According to them, Aries had killed Travis Alexander in self-defense. She claimed that he had become in- enraged when she dropped the camera and she was forced to kill him to protect herself. Bruh, pick a story. Jody's life was in danger. He knocked her to the ground in the bathroom where she was, where there was a struggle. Her lawyer claimed, uh, if she had not if she did not have to defend herself, she would not be here. Whatever. Where are her defensive marks then? Literally. He had defensive wounds on his hands, like a lot. Because he's probably like, get away from me. Yeah. You murderer. The defense went on to paint Alexander as someone who was addicted to intimacy and pornography and who physically and verbally and emotionally abused Aries. Um... I'm sure he wasn't perfect, but I don't think he was anywhere near where they painted him. So, quote, her mission was basically to murder my brother again for a second time by destroying his reputation. Alexander's brother said this. Mm -hmm. The self-defense story was just a joke. My brother didn't even own a gun. Yeah. The trial, which captivated the nation with its um, potent mix of intimacy, betrayal, and murder, lasted four months, but in the end, the jury sided with Alexander over Aries, finding her guilty of first-degree murder, and she was sentenced to life in prison. Rot. Rot. And I glazed over the trial a lot because I truly do think, like, 
those details that her lawyers were clinging on to, their personal messages that they were trying to paint him in a bad light with, like, his mm-hmm. family doesn't need to be tormented with those anymore no. than they already were. Um, that's not who he was as a person. He was, they were both toxic in this relationship, unfortunately, and that's why they broke up. Yeah, they didn't work together. Um, and he was trying to move on. One of them and was a murderer. leave him alone. And she can rot. I'll she, keep saying it. Yeah. We're I, here for the Jody slander. Yeah. What her, what his brother said is exactly what I felt to a T when I learned about this case more extensively. Like, mm-hmm. it's just shameful what these people will try to paint their victims as to get out of it. Yeah. I hate it so much. And I really hope that his family can find rest in peace in knowing that um, she's behind bars for life and that he is in a better place now than with her. Mm-hmm. Like, wish it wouldn't have happened for sure, but... Oh, 100%. I have nothing but condolences for his family. But I'm glad justice and was served. If you want to know more, you can look up the case. There's a ton about it. Um, I just don't personally want to go into that here. That's not the type of podcast we are. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> okay, Emily, what do you have for us? Hopefully it's better than mine. <laughs> Debatable. So I'm going to talk to you about Hotel Monte Vista. Ooh. The most haunted place in Arizona, supposedly. Supposedly. Um, My family was supposed to stay there a few years ago, and we all got sick the, the day we were supposed to leave. That is sad. Isn't that spooky, though? Yeah. At the same time? I'm going to try staying there now. And let's see if sick. I get... I'm already sick. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if I just... If I just um, book it now, I'll yeah. be okay. Yeah. Maybe Bryce books it for you so you don't know the days your body won't won't sabotage you. I'll go regardless. You kidding me? That's true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is a hotel in Flagstaff, Arizona, mm-hmm. because we are here from Arizona. Hence local. Yes. Okay. So, the Hotel Monte Vista was built in 1927 and is in the historic downtown district of Flagstaff. It has 73 rooms and suites on three floors. Many famous people have stayed in the hotel. Um, that's because in the early 1940s to 1950s, Western movies were, like, super big in America. Yeah. And more than 100 movies were filmed in Sedona and Oak Creek near wow. Flagstaff. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, it had very famous guests like Jane Russell, Gary Cooper, Spencer Tracy, John Wayne, and Bing Cosby during these filmings. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, in the hotel... The rooms are named after the people they stayed in. That stayed oh, in there. Cool. So, yeah. You can find it out. It's really cool. Like, even if it's not haunted, the building's kind of fun and has a fun history. Yeah. But it's very haunted. Yes. John Wayne was someone who reported seeing one of the hotel's first ghosts in the late 19 in the late 1950s. Um, describing the spirit as friendly, this benevolent ghost evidently made a brief appearance in this movie star's room. So, I don't remember exactly what he did, but, like, he's like, hmm, there's a ghost up there, guys. Just so you know. Just so you're aware. So, also in the 1970s, three men robbed 
a Flagstaff bank near the hotel where one of the men was shot during their escape from the bank. Lying low and celebrating their successful robbery, the trio stopped at the Monte Vista Lounge for a drink. However, the wounded man's gunshot injury was more seriously was more serious than any of them thought. Um, before he could finish one drink, he died right there in the lounge. Well, he got shot. Yeah. They're like, she'll buff out. He didn't buff out. Stupid. He passed over um, and bled out on the floor. Jeez. I was watching Portals to Hell on Travel Channel <laughs> with Jack Osborne, Ozzy Osborne's son. That's hilarious. Um, and they had brought a medium into the hotel because they like booked the hotel out the whole hotel out yeah. for like the day or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the medium was like, supposedly didn't get any info, but was like, I feel blood in this area. Like I can smell blood. Something happened here. Someone bled out right there, and he pointed to the spot, and it was spooky. <laughs> the blood spot. Yeah, <laughs> that show's really funny. Like, it I sounds funny. I don't know if I believe. In most ghost like, shows. I like Ozzy Osbourne. Same. And Jack Osbourne has like five different shows. Like on Discovery Plus that you can Get go that watch. Because apparently their house was really haunted growing up too. So. He'd be the one to know if it's haunted. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, so today staff and guests feel as if the dead bandit is one of the many spirits that haunt the building. One manager reported that he could hear an eerie voice that said, Hello. Or, Good morning. <laughs> when he opened the bar daily. Others told stories... Light. Exactly. Like, hello. Others have told stories of feeling a ghostly presence while enjoying a drink in the cocktail lounge. Though this might be the ghost of a gunman, the hotel has such a past of shootings, cowboys on horsebacks in the lobby, and drunken brawls that aren't really sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, also, the ghost has been known to, like, throw glass bottles off the shelf mm-hmm. in, like, the cocktail lounge... Um, the ghost did talk to the psychic I was just referring to and said he'll do that when, like, he doesn't want people there. And he's like, well, how do you know you don't want the person there? And then it'll be like, because of blank holes like you. And (laughs) yeah, I was like, that's a lot from just a ghost vibing in the room. Definitely sounds like a cowboy, though. For People sure. forget that Arizona was, like, literally the Wild West. We like, are the Wild West. Literally. Mm-hmm. That's why there were so many reports of what happened there, but no record, because it just happened all the time. We're just out here. Like, like, bar fights all the time, shootings all the time. The Wild Wild West, baby. Um, so all other types of other strange phenomena are reported at the hotel by spirits who make noise, move furniture around, make sudden appearances, ring the lobby telephone, and knock things down. Um, employees and guests have heard band music coming from the second floor lobby when no band is playing. Reportedly, the staff become so accustomed to the old to the odd occurrences that it's a joke to them. Kind of like Alyssa's story when she was talking with us. Literally to a T. Exactly. They're just like, whatever. Um... So now I'm going to talk about some of the specific hauntings. So in, I believe it was 2018 or 2019, there's this video of guests staying in room 305. Mm. Um, they were using a Ouija board. Stupid. Not ideal. Do I've not said this many times. Them. Do not use them. But they were using a Ouija board and it's like a family. So there's like the parents and then kids and then very yeah. small kids. And so one of the younger kids was like, 
I don't know. No, it was the dad. The dad was like, hey, um, ask it to move the chair. And the kid goes, if you're in here with us, can you move the chair? And it, like, full on moves. Like, it's not like a rocking. Like, it, the chair itself moves. It, like, moves across the room. Like, it, not across the room. But a but good distance. A good distance. That's like, crazy. a couple inches. And it's not like a rocking chair. Like, it's like a chair chair. Regard, it is a rocking chair, but oh, regardless okay. if it was a rocking chair or not, it would have moved, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You can look the video and up. It's hard to drag a rocking chair across the floor. It's like a. Because of it's the a nice of the chair. chair. Yeah. So it's also kind of weird because it doesn't rock when it's being moved. Ooh, ew. Yeah. <laughs> so I would recommend go finding that video. Um, you can just Google it, it comes up really easy. Um, now I'm going to tell you about. The Meat Man of Room 220. Gross, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> it's always gross with me, friends. Seriously. Um, the Mummies m- last week. Meat Men this uh, It's the same thing, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, the most frightening active room is Room 20, or 220. Um, Hotel History says that in the 1980s, the long-term renter of this room had a bizarre reputation for hanging raw meat from a chandelier. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Salmonella. Yeah. Disgusting. But after not hearing from the man for three days, he was discovered in his room dead. Needing to prepare the room for the next renter, a maintenance man was hired to work on some repairs. Needing to run to the store to grab some supplies, the worker shut off the lights, locked the door, and left. But when he returned, the door was open, and the TV was on full blast, and um, the once-made bed was scattered about the room. So while we never know what happened to the renter, he continues to make himself known to anyone staying in this room. The guests report the TV having a mind of its own and feeling the touch of cold hands as they try to sleep. Ew. And then the article I found this from says, bring bacon as a peace offering, perhaps. But, I'm sorry, this might be a little too graphic and we can cut this if we need to, but can you imagine the smell of when they found him? Rotting meat plus rotting person? Absolutely Disgusting. Get a fridge. Also, why do you need to hang meat from a chandelier? It was, it was the 1980s. Oh my gosh, we literally have refrigerators yeah. At the very least, like an ice chest. We have grocery stores. Saquad. Yeah. Yeah. Not to talk to of the not, dead, but. That's what I was going to say. I should not disrespect the dead, but like. Dude. Honey. Dude. Man child. Okay. So now I'm going to go back to the third floor. Okay. Um, They're called the ladies of room 306. Mm-hmm. So, while many deaths at the Monte Vista were of natural causes, this downtown hotel has seen a share of nefarious crimes and murders. In fact, many years ago, in the early 20th century, Flagstaff's notorious red light district would be found only a few blocks away. Um, so... Does every town have a red light district? (laughs) Every town in the Wild West does. Okay. Um, so basically, during the Prohibition, they were selling alcohol... There were prostitutes, my bet, sex workers. There were all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Whatever you could think of, this was happening there. Um, so it was the early 1940s, and two female sex workers were working their shift only to be picked up by a man who was staying in room 306 of the Monte Vista Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, the two women returned to his room, 
unexpecting the horrors that awaited them. At some point during their visit, they were brutally murdered and dumped out the third window onto the street. So, not only did they die, they were just shoved out the window. Like, what? So disrespectful. Like, Mm -hmm. beyond disrespectful. Yeah. So, what happened to these women was horrendous, and it seems they agree. Their spirits still haunt the rooms in which their murders were committed. Yeah, I don't blame them. So, they lash out at anyone who stays there. And this is the room adjacent to the rocking chair room. Hmm. So, yeah. In the decades, guests have reported an uneasy feeling of being watched, as well as difficulty sleeping. Men in particular tend to be affected, with some claiming the ghosts have um, placed their hands over their mouths and throats as they sleep. I mean, it makes sense why they're mad at men. I'd be vengeful, too. Like, I'm coming after y'all. That's a terrible way to go. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, now I'm just going to tell you about a few other ghosts that haunt. Okay. Um, among the, among a few of them, there's a man called the Phantom Bellboy, who's known to knock on doors in the late hours of the night, announcing in a muffled voice, room service, some having seen the apparition standing outside of room 210. Hmm. And it even is claimed that the actor John Wayne did have a close encounter with him. I don't know for sure, because, like, it, it never said this anywhere else. Okay. So, I don't know if it was exactly this one, but depending on which room John Wayne stayed in. And it'll tell you because it's on the door. Um, A full operation is crazy, though. Yeah, for sure. Um, In the basement, there are sounds of an infant crying. Mm -mm. And they're often heard. There is little explanation as to how this phantom child met their end, but any staff member unfortunate enough can hear their cries. um, And they run away as quick as they can. Uh, Yeah. Because who knows what that is Very at that sad, point. Very sad, but also could be something that's not a child, as we've mentioned very many times before. Correct. Lastly, there are the ghosts of the dancing couple. Um, a pair of ghost lovers who are seen in the early hours of the morning dancing away in the hotel cocktail lounge. They're dressed in their formal best and are always smiling and laughing. And you'll just find them chill and live in their best afterlife just makes me think of the haunted mansion the ballroom scene yeah i love it i love the haunted mansion me too um don't spread ashes in it though no please don't no we'll have to suck it up with our ghost wreck yeah code whatever it is go go watch or listen to curse of the mouse episode if you don't know what we're talking about exactly um, so that's just a little about the Monte Vista Hotel in Flagstaff. We should go there sometime. We should. We've been talking about a destination episode since before this podcast started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. I feel like I've heard the stories before. I know, um, like... But, like, not in great detail. I know there's rocking chairs in a lot of the rooms, though, and, like, people have seen them rocking on their own, like... Mm-hmm. You know how rocking chairs do. Glor and Glamour, they, she did a video on this. Yes. So yes. you've probably seen that one. And then there's Portals to Hell, but only I'm the only weirdo that watches those shows. So, <laughs> um, who else might have covered it? I think Shane Dawson covered it, if you ever watched Shane Dawson. A lot of people have been there, though. Mm-hmm. And Hotels it's just- are just an easy place to investigate as a ghost hunter well yeah and there's 73 rooms across the whole building so chances are 
It's a popular place to stay here, though. Like, people mm-hmm. are like, oh, we're going to stay at the haunted hotel. Like, it's a thing. Yeah. It's supposed to be, like, one of the most haunted in the country. I don't really believe it, though. Probably just in Arizona, I would think. Yeah, I saw I one article think... say, like, the whole country. Yeah. It's, eh. I don't think it's a super violent haunting, though, so that's why people are like, ooh, spooky. Other than the Ouija board activity that happened. Yeah, and the men getting their mouths covered. Yeah, just don't stay in room 306. The baby cries are not comforting, though. Not, yeah. Because it almost feels like a luring tactic, and I don't like Or just to freak you out. I would be that ghost, to be fair. Yeah. I'd be the one making- You're gonna mess with people. For sure. When I, I die, die before me. Eh, eh. you'll be like old and senile, and then I'll just be like freaking you out. And, and people don't listen to me anyway because I'm old and senile. Exactly, you'll be like, you can't see her messing it's around. Not and they'll be like, calm down, Grandma Emily. <laughs> Someone make sure if I become senile, get rid of me. Thank you. Call the mob <laughs> if you have to. I don't care. Call the mob. Ew. No. Anyway. Okay. I had fun. Me too. Thank you everyone for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on whatever platform you're listening on. Review us. We're on most platforms. Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple. Um, A few episodes are on YouTube if you want to dig out those archives. Yes, we really appreciate all the support. As always, thank you for listening. Plug in your heating pads, take your meds, and stay spooky. Goodbye. Goodbye.